your host, Carmilla, and this is Cat Scratch Radio, a horror podcast. Welcome to Cat Scratch Radio, a horror podcast. I'm Carmilla, but my writer name is Matu C. Lawrence. I write horror and dark fantasy, often with a hint of romance, and I have been a horror enthusiast since I was seven years old watching it on a small black and white TV in my grandmother's guest room. Nearly 30 years later, and I'm here to spread my love of horror to others. Today we're talking about horror and film, specifically a technique called found footage. This is like the infamous Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, VHS, Rec, and so many more. Most recently, Howl House LLC, released in 2015, has been the big topic of found footage films being discussed amongst the horror community. It has a very slow start to the film, but I won't spoil anything, as this movie is so polarized in who loves it versus who hates it that you should decide for yourself. So what is found footage? The Britannica refers to it as a cinematic technique in which some or all of the narrative film shots are presented as if they were recordings of non-fiction events that have been discovered and relayed to the audience with little or no mediation. Found footage can be considered a form of so-called mockumentary filmmaking in which a narrative film is presented as if it were a non-fiction documentary film. It's safe to say that found footage was popularized in 1999 with the release of The Blair Witch Project, a story about three missing documentarians who were purposely investigating the haunted woods. Blair Witch Project was so famous it became one of the horror movies riffed off of in the scary movie collection by the Wayans brothers for the first few movies that is. Most notably the scene where one of the characters faces is pressed against the camera and they're crying and a snot bubble comes out of their nose. One of the most interesting facts however about the Blair Witch Project is that people thought it was real especially since they used the actors real names later influencing paranormal activity to do the same thing. People thought Heather Donahue was actually dead and the actress actually had her name changed later to Ray Hance. They also fed the actors less and less and provided them with less sleep to add to the realism of the trauma the characters were going through. If you're into background information about the Blair Witch Project, I highly recommend you check out What Went Wrong, a podcast with a great episode on the Blair Witch. But Blair Witch isn't the first found footage film. In fact, it's Orson Welles' The Other Side of the Wind, a found footage movie shot in the early 1970s but wasn't released until 2018. The most commonly thought film to be first released found footage, however, was Cannibal Holocaust, a movie that is not for the faint of heart. Cannibal Holocaust could have its entirely own podcast episode, but as an overview, let's just talk about a little bit of it. An Italian director, Ruggiero, I hope I'm saying that right, Diodato, and writer Gianfranco Clarisi were inspired by the Italian media coverage of the Red Brigade's terrorism. This makes the film not just found footage and genre, but exploitation cinema as well. For those who don't know, the Red Brigades was a Marxist-Leninist armed organization and a far-left terrorist group based in Italy. They were well-known in the 1970s for kidnappings, murders, and sabotage. The controversy around Cannibal Holocaust, however, lies in the graphic nature, and Diodato's was arrested on obscenity charges after it released in Italy. He was also later charged with multiple counts of murder due to rumors that claimed several actors were killed on camera. What I do know is that he was released to those charges and a real animal was killed in the making of the film. So it also borders on becoming a snuff film, which is a film that shows actual acts of homicide, if you don't know. While Cannibal Holocaust fits the characteristics of found footage film, it is by far not the most popular of found footage. The characteristics of found footage consist of one or more of the five cinematic techniques. First person perspective, 
pseudo-documentary, mockumentary, news footage, or surveillance footage. This is according to analysis conducted of 500 found footage films, right? 500. I'm pretty sure that's not even every single found footage film since we definitely need to consider indie filming this and indie filmmakers are like the backbone of most horror. Found footage is well known for its shaky footage as well and naturalistic acting. The shaky footage makes it also a genre that a lot of people dramatically hate. Like dramatically hate to the point of like visceral hatred when you ask them about it. And while shaky camera usage may put off a lot of viewers, especially in movies like Cloverfield where they are constantly being shaken by pseudo earthquakes caused by the attack and Cannibal Holocaust served as a huge controversy in the film industry as whole, one of the silliest controversies about found footage is the name. The film magazine Variety used the term faux found footage film, claiming that calling it found footage film was unnecessarily confusing. They proposed that the term be discovered footage, which I think is the exact same thing as saying found footage, but I guess who am I to judge? Found footage has a history in literature, well before the release of Cannibal Holocaust. In novels such as The Call of Cthulhu by H.P. Lovecraft, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, they use the retelling of events through letters or, in Frankenstein's case, word of mouth being written into letter format. This format is called the epistolary novel, which can be found in more than just horror, but, I mean, that's not what we're here for, is it? It can also be found in The Magnus Files, a podcast done entirely about a man going through case files. It's a horror and paranormal podcast, and it's a really, really fun if you like narrative podcasts. I really recommend it. And if you're interested in podcasts like that, um, and you want to hear more about Dracula or Carmilla, the lesbian uh, vampire, I highly recommend the podcast Read Dracula because they are coming out with a Carmilla version soon. Found footage is a film style that isn't going away anytime soon. From films like Paranormal Activity, which, fun fact, I've only seen that movie high on LSD, which side note, when the person gets yanked down the stairs by a ghost, I screamed like a little girl. <laughs> All the way to As Above, So Below, a found footage film about the catacombs in France. But the genre itself is growing and changing as we grow and change with technology. We now have movies like Unfriended, Dark Web, and Searching, which use the same first-person point of view, giving an all-access view of their computer screen. So with the age of streaming and the dying age of VHS tapes and DVDs, we can expect to see a continued and maybe even rapid change to the found footage genre. Will we have another insurgence like we did after par the first Paranormal Activity in 2009? What do you think? I think Paranormal Activity had a great success in the box office, kicking Saw out of the top for horror films for several years running, but I also don't think that the Paranormal Activity films are all that good. However, it was pretty amazing to watch while under the influence of a hallucinogen. I will say that. Not that I'm recommending that you do that, just saying I had a wild time in my late teens, that is all I'm saying. But the biggest complaint about found footage isn't the ghosts or witches in the background, but according to Screen Rant, the biggest complaint in found footage is why the fuck do people keep filming while all this horrible shit is happening? Now listen, I think it's suspension of disbelief for the most part, but maybe it's a concept that the one filming wants someone to know what happened to them. The Ghost Facers episode in Season 3, Episode 13 of Supernatural gets into this when the girl talks about how filming is how she copes with reality because of past trauma, so that's why she continues to film even while all the horrible things are happening. Also, several films showcase a horrible moment happening and the mo camera being dropped and picked up by someone. Also, we all know that horror 
that horror movie people don't make the best choices and that's what we love about them. However, if you're someone out there complaining about people continuing to film during horrible moments, check out the VHS series. They're quick short films in an anthology collection and the series is by far one of my favorites in the found footage genres. You get way more stories for the price of one. If you're interested in the newest VHS, VHS 85, it's available to watch on Shudder. Hashtag not sponsored, but I would love to be. There are six in the, se the entire series, and they're all very much worth the watch. I wonder, though, if the change in technology will kill the genre, or if the sheer love of making it by film directors and watching it by the horror community will keep it alive. The sheer point that digital filming has taken the grain away from films has made it a major impact on the film of the movies. This makes a huge difference between the first few seasons of Supernatural to the later seasons. And of course, filmmakers can edit a grain over it, but is it really the same? I suppose we'll find out whether or not found footage is killed off when Paranormal Activity 8 comes out. Though it was said to come out in 2023, maybe we'll see it in 2024, as the year is almost over. The truth of the matter is, found footage films are cheaper to make and have quite the following, so personally, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. That being said, my top five found footage films that I love are As Above, So Below. It takes a lot for a movie to fuck with my head, but this one really did, and it did an excellent job of it. If you have a fascination with forbidden areas of the catacombs in France, check this one out for a little bit of fun, because it... I really want to go to the catacombs at some point in my life. That's like a dream of mine. So I think it would be really awesome to see some of the places where they filmed some of this movie, but also I understand if I'm not allowed in those areas because they're restricted, but I would love to see them, would, would really love to see them outside of just film, even if that is definitely the whitest thing I've ever said. Like, let me go into this probably definitely haunted and cursed place, but here I am. My number two is a Spanish film called Wreck that was remade in the U.S. as Quarantine. Not as good as Wreck, but Wreck, because Wreck is way better, and I love a good movie that doesn't showcase the real evil until later in the film, so if that's something you love too, I really recommend Wreck and Wreck 2. Um, I believe that there's a sequel. I'm not crazy. I mean, I am crazy, but not that crazy. And then, of course, the VHS series. Um, like I said, there's six of them. If you never give them found footage a shot, the series is a great opening to the genre. And honestly, I fucking love it. I, I love the short tidbits, and I love kind of getting into a bunch of different stories at once. And the new ones are like... VHS 99 and then VHS 85 and they're set in different time periods which I think is really awesome and they're giving something new to the anthology and I think that it's something that a lot of people who like found footage or are new to found footage but love horror would really enjoy. Uh, number four, Cloverfield. I know that a lot of people dislike this one, but I really enjoyed it. There is a lot of shaky camera movement, though, so if you get motion sickness, please do not skip your Dramamine. Do not skip your Dramamine. I'm serious. And last but not least, number five, The Blair Witch Project. Okay. This one is here because it's a nostalgic horror movie for me. Growing up, I had to sneak horror films because I wasn't allowed to watch them. This is among some of the many that I snuck away to watch in an old black and white TV. So if you've never seen it, it's worth seeing it just because it's iconic. And that being said, I 
really, really love found footage. I hope it doesn't go anywhere. I hope that if you like found footage, you continue to watch found footage films so that the industry knows that we love them. And if you don't like them, that's okay too. Uh, you're welcome to your opinion, you know, as anyone is, and you don't have to watch them, so it's great. But that being said, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys in the next one. However, also, if you'd like to be on the show and talk about a topic at some point, please email me at catscratchradio at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. And we'll see about getting you on the show. Thank you, and bye bye You've been listening to Cat Scratch Radio, a horror podcast with your host, Carmilla Mays, also known as Matu C. Lawrence. If you want to find me on social media, just look up MX Carmilla.